So, welcome my brother. Welcome everybody that happens to be watching and every welcome everybody that may be listening in the near future when I drop this on other platforms. I will do that at some point. I won't just keep talking about it. I will do it. But anyways, I would like to welcome our guest today. He goes by several different names. As you see in the corner of the screen, he has four most GG, but <laughs> I just call him Cottontail because that's the first name I really seen him as. I used to call him Peter Cottontail because he had that in his name as well, but I guess that changed. Yeah. So what's up, brother? How you doing, man? How you doing? I'm good you Yeah, it's been pretty good. Um, relaxing, work a lot, but it's nice to finally get some time to get this set up and chill and talk. Yeah, man, I know we've been uh, meaning to do uh, the show for quite some time, and you were looking for uh, Cam, and you had some questions about which ones to get, and I had no idea. I just guessed Logitech. <laughs> I was just like, go for that one. That one sounds pretty good, but you got what you needed. You're here. You're a Stadia guy, is that right? Oh yeah, 100% through and through. I mean, I have a, like a rig I can game on, but like, I don't know why I just like Stadia. Stadia is like straight up spoiled me in every possible way, especially when it comes to downloading something. So please like tell me why is Stadia your go-to compared to, you know, everyone loves their Xbox or PlayStation or even like PC and Switch and stuff like that. But you are like, you really like Stadia. Because I remember when I first met you, I actually put something about like, who likes Stadia or something like that. And like, you came up in my comment and you're like, I do. And you were oh, really yeah. serious about it. <laughs> and I was just like, whoa, all right. Well, there are people out there that do love Stadia. Tell me why. Oh, yeah. It's, dude, it's like, when I was little, I used to hate like going to the grocery store or anything like that. So I'd have to leave the PS3 on or my console on and hope it didn't turn off or I'd lose my progress. With Stadia, I can either, I can take it anywhere with me. I can stop playing it at home. I could take it on the go with my phone. I can play it on whatever. Um, if I don't have a lot of time, I can start up a game. I just click and play i don't have to wait for anything no download no installs i just don't have to worry about space i just kind of do what i want and play how i want when i want and it's really nice well i mean not having to download things is pretty nice um and do you take that with you when you go to different places is it pretty easy just to pop it on in and just play somewhere oh yeah no it's easy extremely easy to do that i'll just use like even if it's just to show somebody i'll just use their phone to show them like generally like how smooth it is even on them and i'll kind of explain it and let them know it's like i can play it on your tv i can play it on a chromecast i can use whatever you have and um i can show them so anyone i know that's like any kind of like gaming interested I show them that and a lot of times they don't actually know it exists. So it's nice to be able to physically show people. You know, I, I, I think that's one of the best parts of being a gamer is showing people around. 
Oh, and especially when they don't know what they're looking at and but they are intrigued and they want to see what's going on with it and it doesn't matter if it's a Sega Genesis uh a, a, a you know a PlayStation or you know Stadia or even a PC you know like when somebody's intrigued and they want to come see something and you're able to be like yo this is what you do here and this is the way it is i mean at some point it gets irritating and it's like just figure it out but <laughs> but like when they're first when they're first getting introduced to like the gaming scene it is so much fun just like walking people around showing them hey this is what this does and this is why you should maybe get this because it sounds like you're interested in yada 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 so i thought i, I think that's really cool definitely yeah, it's I love showing people that is they they have no idea like how far the tech has come. And I'll just ask them, I was like, Did you know I could play like Red Dead or something like on my phone? And they're all like, Your phone can't handle that. I was like, Yes, it can. And I'll show them and they're all like, dude, what? So yeah, it's pretty cool um as a gamer to be able to like walk people through all of that um and teach them that new things are always here. Um, and they're always having new experiences. Yeah, I know. Um, I know Xbox is trying to do, you know, their own thing with cloud gaming and whatnot. But the the verdict is constantly that Stadia has it down packed when it comes yeah, the, to the streaming part compared to xCloud, which is, you know, touted as pretty good and pretty, you know, easy to do and whatnot. But like when it comes to just stability it feels like Stadia just kind of has that right now unlocked. Yeah, that that's how it generally seems to be. Like, don't get me wrong, I've played all of the cloud gaming platforms, but like Stadia in general is just the most stable. The tech is insane behind it. I mean, it doesn't have the content yet. I get that. But I'd rather be able to play my games smoothly instead of having a bunch of content and all of it isn't yeah. as stable as it could be. Yeah, I could get that. I understand that. Well, um, I got to know, and everybody else that's uh, watching the show needs to know, uh, what gaming and social media platforms can they find you on so they could either check out your content, check out what you do, and and also let let me and everybody else also know about this teamhorizon.org thing. Like, what is that all about? Kind of curious. Okay, so first and foremost, you guys can always find me right here on Twitter, um, twitter.com slash foremost underscore GG. Um, I'm not sure if any of you have heard of it, but there is a new platform called Hover. Um, I just made an account on there. I am also foremost.gg right on Hover. Um, right now, that's pretty much where I'm the most active and where you can find me at. Um, social media wise, um, Team Horizon is an org that actually just started um, a month or two ago. Uh, they were up and coming and as I was like looking into uh, joining like just an esports org. Um, and then we got in and they're actually a really nice group of people. Most of them are UK based, um, slowly getting into the esports scene, growing. Um, got a few deals and stuff going on to really get our name out there 
um, into the actual esports scene. Um, and it's nice being able to get into an org where it's really new and everybody is, you're able to watch everybody grow. Yeah, so absolutely. So up and coming esports org um, that's slowly getting set up. You can easily follow the Team Horizon um, official Twitter account and then our discord is linked there feel free to join if you guys are curious you can ask questions um if you want to join in then feel free um i'm sure you're always welcome so that's dope that's dope um but yeah and is there anything particular that you're into right now now (laughs) before i let you answer that i am gonna say that i seen you playing sifu talking about getting better in that game how is that going are you any better than the last time you posted about it uh, i've gotten better just remembering that i can also hold down spacebar to actually do all of the voids instead of like trying to parry everything and then I get smacked in the face with the stick and then my bars is gone <laughs> so I've got I've gotten a little bit better but it's it's still a pretty hard game you're still getting wrecked in that game oh yeah I'm still getting wrecked sometimes I just get caught in a crowd and it's it doesn't become very fun after that so do you think that there should be an easier mode in the game or do you think the game is fine the way it is or do you have any kind of opinion about that at all the game to me is fine with it is but this is also coming from someone who's a huge from software fan and all of the games are just known for just being hard and that's the way they are um and I'm fine with that. Now, if the devs were to put in like an easy mode or something for the game, then go ahead. But I think Sifu is one of those games that was designed to be challenging anyway, regardless. So um, I think you should play it on normal. If you really want to get cocky or think you're just really good at the game, then up the difficulty. But I'm cool with the game just having a normal and higher setting in general. And that's how I play. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's cool. As I was telling you earlier in the green room, like if you want to play easy games, like choose a game that has easy modes. Like, oh yeah, don't beg a game that doesn't have an easy mode to have an easy mode because you're essentially saying to yourself right then and there that this isn't my game. I'm not good at it. And just to give, I mean, if you want to buy the game now, keep in mind back in the day, and I'm sure you can remember and attest to this, you could buy like games that were kind of tough, throw some cheat codes in it and run through it. Oh, a hundred percent. Like back in the day. Yeah. I used to use, uh, the game shark for game boys. Um, and then I used to play like old games like Adventure Quest. So when I got bored, I would use like, they call them trainers, which were basically like bots to give you like infinite whatever, just cause I'd get like really bored of the game. And I had like that cheating phase. So I remember those kind of days where, if, or if the game was just too hard, I would just 
make it easy and go wreck everything but now i'm like i don't do that anymore so i just if the game is hard it's a weird sense of accomplishment to be able to beat something even if the game is like on normal it's still pretty hard like seafood for example for sure for sure no um so i actually just thought of something and i was thinking you know they should bring more cheat codes back into games to where a person that does want to play a game that's hard like sifu or whatnot and you don't want it to be as hard make it be a cheat code but disable the achievements yeah yeah that, so it's like you can still experience like. the game but you can't say you achieved the same thing somebody else did because right. they actually went through and punished themselves through that game <laughs> all the pain so i feel like that's I just thought of that idea and I'm sure somebody else has thought of it before because there's billions of people on the world in, on, on the earth. But, you know, I, I just thought of that just now and I'm just like, man, that that's a, actually a really good idea. Like give people the opportunity to beat the game with cheats, but disable their achievements. But if they want to beat it regular, they got to start a new game. Kind of like a, if you remember Grand Theft Auto would do stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. would definitely do that. Where it kind of cut you off from um, being able to 100 the game because you were cheating. Right. So I, I think that's a fantastic thing. All right. So um, got to know. Yeah, you'd never answered my question because I kind of ran over you a little bit. What are you playing right now, bro? <laughs> Currently, just on my PC. Um bouncing between like local play and stadia um mostly but as of right now yeah i'm on my pc as much as i said i hate fortnite um the new mechanics have got me playing again um so i've been playing that sifu um destiny 2 pretty much anything my pc can run um dying light 2 which i also need to get back into bro so. you play fortnite you're the first I, person on my show that plays Fortnite. I do, and I, but only because of the new oh, mechanics. Man. Oh, here comes the excuses. Here comes the excuses. It, it's gotten <laughs> a lot. It's gotten a lot better. I don't do any of the crazy, like, building shit, though. I don't, like, sit there and just wave my mouse around. I just play like I do any other shooter. Like, if you're just sitting there standing still and I have a sniper, I'm going to nail you in the face. That's it. <laughs> So you're not like, or are you super competitive when it comes to that? No, I don't care. Like if I die, just leave the match and start a new one. If I get tired, I'll just close out the game and be like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to go play something else. No, I'm not. I don't take Fortnite like super seriously. Um, I just, to me, it's just another shooter. I just like all the new mechanics and the outfits and dances. They're really good creativity wise. I'll give them that. Like the live concerts and stuff are like amazing, but no, I don't. I don't do any of like the crazy stuff that you would see like in clips and stuff like that. I barely like build. Period. I just use it to like build a ramp or something to get up somewhere, and then that's it. Got it. Got it. All right. So, um, what's kind of drawn you to becoming? Or, be or actually, first of all, I kind of want to know why gaming is 
like important to you specifically because as we were talking earlier before the show you were saying some of the first consoles that you played were Nintendo 64 and Xbox but that's like 20 years plus ago oh, yeah. right right so so can you take me back to that time and kind of just share with me why um, it kind of drew you into it I mean it's easy to say oh it's fun but there there had to be more of a reason behind it dude it's like me personally if I start thinking a lot or anything like that um I feel like I get turned around mentally um and playing games kind of allows me to focus all of my attention on just whatever task I'm doing at the time um and that kind of pulled me in so games are like my way of just like whatever energy I have or anything I'm feeling I just kind of direct it into the game and that's it that's all I do is I until like whatever I'm feeling is gone or I get too bored or anything like that I pour it all into the game um that's kind of what hooked me on and now games are like my hobby they're not a distraction or anything but if I just want to like relax or anything like that then playing a video game is my go-to or maybe I just had a hard day at work and I want to go do something like go kill some zombies and dying like two because they're helpless then <laughs> I'll go do that <laughs> they're, they're helpless and I could just go do whatever do a random zombie that's on the street and there's plenty of them um, you just got 12 broken weapons all around you. Yeah, and be like, just I don't care. It's like, zombies. just go smack them. They want to call more. That's fine. I'll just go smack them all. It's been a shit day at work. I've been fucked up every zombie that I could find. Oh, yeah. I'll just go <laughs> jump into a crowd of zombies, bring the all the enemy AI in there, and just like go have a party until I die and be like, okay, now I'm just going to go back to avoiding all of the zombies. Right, right. Okay. All right. So, um, so, so, so that's pretty cool. Tell me a little bit about your experience with the 64. What game did you really enjoy during that time period? So the three games that I enjoyed the most during that time period, particularly for the N64 were Hexen. Um, I don't remember if anyone like remembers that game. It was a very, like, it was a very low poly, like, sorcery game like i remember this one particular scene i think it was like in the intro area where like you had your hand if you're like a mage you basically have like your character's hand like a glowing ball and you had these like creatures in cages and you could shoot them through the cages but like you couldn't do anything with them and i don't know that's like the biggest thing i remember out of that game um i played a lot of Star Fox as a kid on the nintendo 64 um and i of course i mission with the slippy and you're flying in the spaceship in space and he's directing you and stuff it's a very um iconic mission for me and then i played a lot of pokemon state
I didn't get an Xbox Series X on my of my own. I've played it through friends, but I didn't actually have one. And then now my PS4 is broken. I pretty much lost or sold off everything else, and I'm just down to PC now. But I've been literally like up and down 20 plus years of just gaming history. So yeah. Man. That's I mean I mean that's a whole lot of that, 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 that that's a whole lot of gaming in a what seems like a small amount of time. Oh yeah. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Uh thank you chat for letting me know. I hit the M button while I was uh typing back to you guys and for some dumb reason I set the M button as the mute button. <laughs> so I need to change that. That's not good because I need to be able to type back to you guys. And if every time I hit the letter M, I mute us completely, well, that's just tearing my show apart. So I appreciate you, chat, for hollering at me, letting me know that the sound was off. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. But continuing on, what was probably your most beloved console of all time throughout all of those things that you just listed if you could do me a quick favor list them off real quick because i'm pretty sure we're muted for a little bit that that little section of you talking about each console that you had so my all-time favorite console that i probably played like the absolute most yeah ps3 that would be my ps3 okay and you big and fat and you've had which ones again because like i said they got muted I had Nintendo 64, so from Nintendo 64 to Game Boy Advance, or Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy SP, um, OG Xbox, PlayStation 1, 2, 3, 4, Xbox um, with Kinect, uh, Nintendo Wii, um, PlayStation Portable, PlayStation Vita, oh, and GameCube, I also had a GameCube. and then now I'm at PC, but my all-time favorite was my PS3. Okay. And uh, which game was it that had you stuck? The mini game in Pokemon Stadium with the with the scythers and the law cutting. The law yep. cutting. Yep. Okay. Great. It was just so peaceful. All right. <laughs> I'm happy we got the rerun over some of that stuff for those of us uh, or those of you guys. That got muted while I was typing back to the chat like a fool. All right. So um, so are you getting into content creating here anytime soon? I mean, I asked you earlier if you had like, you know, like, like what things should I tell people to hit you up on? And you're like, well, YouTube's in, you know production like, right now. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. And, you I was know, like, it's... Your Twitch is not really there right now and so what is there i that basically is just twitter and hover now that i'll be posting clips on there the only reason i don't really like i have youtube and twitch but i it's not it's basically just for like watching things um i'm upgrading i'm trying to focus on upgrading my computer first i want to get like an extra monitor Mm-hmm. Um, a newer desk and stuff and then once I'm able to actually like stream properly without having to fiddle around with a lot of stuff is when I plan on 
getting into content creation but for now it's mainly just me sending screenshots or clips on just one or two platforms um as of right now i'm very minimalistic until um i can get my setup um upgraded really that's the only thing stopping me from like getting fully into content creation i just picked up a new webcam um i'm thinking about getting an actual microphone to use um right now i just use my headsets microphone which is i think is still pretty good it's actually not that bad it sounds pretty good yeah it, it's actually like i mean it sounds like a headset microphone but it sounds yeah pretty good <laughs> good yeah so um but think about getting like an actual like microphone i want to get a stream deck and everything um to be able to do like change on my scenes and stuff like that so yeah once i upgrade my setup then i'll definitely be getting into content creation expanding my platforms um having youtube opened up fully and all of the other good stuff twitch yeah that uh that when, when you get a new mic it'll definitely put some bass in your voice oh there yeah because because it's real high <laughs> yeah as of right now like i i already like look and sound like a little kid even though i'm 28 about to turn 29 but yeah this mic makes my voice sound a lot higher than it is even when i do um other podcasts with my friends and stuff i'll listen back and i was like my voice like just sounds like really high so I'm like, like a young okay. man like a young man a yeah, very young so. man <laughs> all right so um moving forward um do you have a time within your gaming history that you would say is probably the most memorable moment the thing that kind of maybe even upgraded your love for gaming uh, i want to say it was when i first got my game boy color um it was i was begging my dad every week for chores to do so i could earn some money so i could Ooh, get it we, myself. Were, we all remember doing that kind of shit. yeah that was the only way i was <laughs> gonna get it myself um so i was like asking i was doing anything around the house i was like you want me to go cut the grass fine you want me to do the dishes fine go do whatever clean the garage out sweep it okay fine. every day do water the grass take out the trash all week so like well, he I drug it too he probably drugged that oh yeah <laughs> clean out go clean out the shed in the back i'm like whatever so um <laughs> when i finally got my game boy um with my own money that was probably the biggest like gaming moment i had where like it felt good to finally buy something gaming related that was like mine entirely um my parents didn't have to buy it i felt really really proud um that I was able to buy it on my own and now um that's carried all the way on until now where like all my other consoles I've basically bought by myself um even though my PCs are relatively cheap build um I bought all the parts myself I put it together myself um so it's nice having that general gaming sense of accomplishment um and it all started with me being super excited that i was able to buy my first game boy with my own money so that was absolutely nice. no that that does feel good i i remember that kind of stuff too 
saving up a bunch of money, saving up your birthday money, trading in games that you know you hated and you weren't going to play again, just doing everything you can to get the either the next console or the one that you dreamt of for however long. But yeah, when you first get that very first one, achievement unlocked. 100%. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> all right so um now i got a little game that i want to play do this every show um without overthinking i'm gonna name the the console and i want you to tell me the first game that comes to mind now this can be first party games or third party games i don't really care how you do it just the first game that comes to your mind because you either played it or seen it okay Okay. All right. So the first one I'm going to go with is going to be that classic 64. Star Fox. Star Fox. That was easy because you talked about it already. But let's uh, go yeah. with PlayStation 2. Oh, fuck. Oh. <laughs> Ratchet and Clank. Or no, no. Not right. Uh, Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Conquer. I think, yeah, I think Conquer. Conquer's I think Conquer's for... was on Xbox. No, it was on PlayStation, I think. Fuck. I don't remember, dude. Hmm. <laughs> you that, might want to double check that one. That might have just, honestly, might have just stumped me. Did that stump me? Dude, I don't... Hold on. Just look it up real quick. We're yeah, here. it was... Oh, that was for the Nintendo 64. Yeah, and then it ended up getting a port for... Uh, a, a, a port for Xbox later on. Oh, gotcha. Okay, you know what? That was my bad. Um, I'm just going to go with Rayman then. <laughs> yeah. No worries, no worries. Yeah, I'll just go with Rayman. It's, nope. it's an old game. I barely play it, but I remember Rayman. So everybody might think this sounds easy on the outside looking in, but I, I but I had Fonzarelli, which I'm not sure if you know him or not, but I had Fonzarelli on this show. Um, really, really big time gamer, dude, really cool guy. And I had a similar type of question for him, but instead of it being the first console, I mean, I mean, the first game of you, the first game you think of based on the console, it was the first game you think of based on the publisher or developer. And I said EA to Fonzarelli and he could not think of a game. And that's like the most simplest. That's like the simplest, like, you know, publisher developer. Yeah. Right? there There's like five but, games instantly, but when you're in this game and you're in the hot seat, you'll just forget. Dude, it's hard. Basic stuff like PlayStation it's hard. 2. You're right there. You're right there. Like PlayStation 2. You can think of a game if you just relax, but you can't because you're on the tip of your toes and you just want to get, get get the question answered. <laughs> but anyways, next one I'm going to say is let's go to the bread and butter of Stadia. Mm, there's a lot of games on there. Um, my go-to, okay, my top three, um, definitely Destiny 2. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 was like an amazing game on there. Um, and then the other one, I would have to say, 
was Far Cry 6. Yeah. Far Cry so, 6? Far Cry 6 was a very enjoyable game. I mean, I could go on this, like, I have, like, top 10s. Um, there's, like, Resident Evil Village. Um, screw playing Resident Evil 7. I will never be able to finish that game ever because it's that terrifying. Um, dude, there, there's so many games on there that I've, like, really enjoy even if a lot of them are what you call indies or anything like that like there's a lot of them i just haven't played period so it's nice being able to play that um Sekiro is definitely on there and like i said i love all of from software's games um i have all the assassin's creed games on there um that are currently on it i think just the Ezio trilogy is missing um yeah, I have a lot of fan favorites, but as of right now, those top three, um, Destiny 2, Far Cry 6, um, etc. are my top games on Stadia as of right now in Cyberpunk, yes. Alright, I'm going to kind of throw a wrench in here, and I'm not sure if you're going to know mm -hmm. a game or not, but because this is before your gaming time, but let's hit you with the genesis oh yeah i like i know of the genesis but i don't know <laughs> i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you right now i know of the genesis but i don't know any games that are like i, I would have to sit there and look up a list of like genesis <laughs> games because I, I can't answer that one dude straight up oh, i can't man. Is that, man, I feel like an old man right now. What are you trying to do to me? I'm only Dude, 33. I can't. I'm, I'm 28, about to turn 29. <laughs> so that was like, the Genesis was like, right. Like, I think like. It's right, just right out of your, it's just right out of It's your like reach. right out of my reach. Like, it I'm old right enough out. to know of it, but I don't know like anything about it. Because if you think about it, because if you think about it, the previous system of the 64 was Super Nintendo. Yeah. And and that was around the time of like you know like Genesis 32X, Sega CD, all that, you know, all, all the, the crazy different stuff. Um all the crazy different Sega things that they have that I have behind me back there. But um <clears throat> yeah, I mean yeah, man, so yeah, when you say 64, you're like just right out of reach of some of that stuff yeah i was like all of that older old stuff is like literally like 93 was like turn of the century for like a lot of things i feel like and that just happened so, to me when i was born so something that was in the era of of 64 can i say dreamcast yes and no i just never owned one but i did play it a few times with friends who did have one but that's a very that's better but that's still incredibly vague got it do you even remember what you played not on the dreamcast no. <laughs> all right well moving on what is one genre of types of game or whatnot that you just cannot get down with you just don't like <sighs> God, that's a very hard one. Um, can it be like anything including mobile games? Because if it's mobile games too, then I I can't. 
Well, I don't feel like saying mobile games is a genre, even though it okay. seems like a genre. Okay, gotcha. Like, gotcha games that have like a roulette in them, like um, like how GTA Online has like that daily sign in, and then like you could go to the casino and play like roulette for like different items and stuff like that. That right. that kind of I don't know what I guess that'd be called gotcha. I don't know, but that's like the kind of genre I like hate the most and like I think if I had to pick like a recognizable genre then sports games like I don't know why I just can't enjoy like FIFA Madden um NHL 2k I just like I know there's a large fan base that specifically cares about those games um WWE when all of those come out every year but I just can't I don't know dude I don't find them enjoyable like FIFA's probably the closest one I would tolerate you know I think a big issue that those games have with maybe getting new players is that they're so okay with the players that they got right now you know oh, so yeah. like those players that they got right now kind of keep them from innovating because those players that they have are willing to spend the money year in year out buy the same game and you know like i just can't get down like that like i love sports games i grew up playing madden ncaa football nfl 2k nba 2k nba live bill walsh college football even way back when they had um when they had a what was that like NFL quarterback club for like sixty four and, oh, and stuff those like are that the like old ones yeah, yeah. Though, and and that game was awful like just like the frame rate of that game made you want to vomit even back then but um but like I but I loved it because they had like a little quarterback club feature within some of the games where you could like do like the camp of the quarterback club or whatnot because they used to have an actual like quarterbacks camp back in the day where all the quarterbacks would show up and they'd essentially like compete versus each other in random events. And it was just right. for fun, kind of like an NBA all-star, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so they used to do stuff like that a lot and it was really fun. Somebody got really hurt and they stopped doing that kind of stuff. Cause you know, that's how it goes. But video games featured that kind of stuff in them where, where it made the person that wasn't that big into football kind of excited to play a football game because you could do something weird like that. Or NFL 2K5, you could play first person football. So you'd be like the quarterback's eyes and you'd just be looking downfield about to throw the ball and you'd get slammed from the side and have no idea where that came from. So, I mean, they had innovative things that were coming out of these sports games. And everybody remembers, like, NFL Blitz and FIFA Street and, you know, some of these crazy NBA Jam, some of these crazier games. But um, they don't do a whole lot of that fun stuff anymore. So it kind of takes away the, the quick fun aspect of it. But in the long-term fun aspect, they also stripped a lot of the Madden and ncaa and some of the 2k games where it just it's it looks really simulation from the outside but like for a player like me it feels very arcadey and not really tuned for somebody to be willing to hop in it for longevity compared to hopping in it 
to playing online matches versus each other. Kind of like fighting games nowadays. They're not really couch games compared to when they used to be. Now they are online games and tournaments. They're very and online stuff like that. competitive tournament yeah. style games, right? And I feel like I feel like a game like Madden and FIFA and stuff like that need to become live service games if they're not gonna put quality and time into it. Cause what's the point in buying an NFL game year in after year out, playing with the same players and it's just like maybe like a couple different people on the roster. But it's the well, same thing. See, that's that's the thing. Like I describe it as you're like you're buying a Lamborghini, but you're not buying a Lamborghini for the performance of the car. You're just buying it because the name Lamborghini carries more weight than the action performance of the mm. car would. Um, it's the same thing with FIFA, Madden, all of those games that release yearly. Um, might as well throw Call of Duty in there with it. Um, the game barely changes itself. It just looks prettier and prettier, but the performance and stuff isn't the same the innovation really isn't the same at that point you're paying more for the name of the brand because it's recognizable and has familiarity with a lot of gamers yep. and that's what you're paying for over the game itself the game itself could literally be the same thing like you said just with a few roster changes maybe looks prettier play smoother one or two new mechanics but it's the same game and that like is basically how a lot of those types of games are right now dude i love the way you describe that right there where it's like the lamborghini they're buying it for the name not really yeah because all the cool honestly if you if you were to break it down lambos are just ass cars but people would rather get one because it's the name lamborghini not because the car actually sucks compared to anything else you could get in the luxury class Damn, you're throwing stones, bro. <laughs> he said, fuck Lamborghini. <laughs> that, yeah, that's just <laughs> how Overpriced. I thought of it. Yeah, Scott. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Well, we better move on before we start roasting other car companies and whatnot. But, um, ooh, what you drinking there? That's, that's, a, that's, that's a big thirst. It's literally a bag of soda. <laughs> a bag of soda. That's fantastic. I've never seen that on any of my streams, but I love it. It's like crunk juice from back in it's the day. It's an actual just <laughs> gigantic. Imagine just like a giant one liter bottle, but like it's just in a sealed bag of just it's it's just a, a bag of just straight up soda. Well, I think if you didn't say soda, some people might be looking at you thinking, man, he is just slamming that wine down. No, it, it's just. <laughs> An actual like bag of soda, and my mouth is extremely dry, so I'm just like, you know, I was like, I got that bag of soda sitting there, I was like, I might as well just drink it. Yeah, might as well, bro. Um, so this last year, 2021, obviously that's over, but I want to know what your three favorite games of that year were, and then tell me what the best of them all that you just kind of still play till this day 2021 huh um before my ps4 basically came trash um i threw it away at this point um 
Ghost of Tsushima was definitely one of my top three games. I'm glad I got to play that before my PS4 just completely hit the bed and just gone. Um, so definitely Ghost of Tsushima, um, Resident Evil Village, only because I never really got into the Resident Evil games before, let alone never finished them. And I don't know why, but I was like instantly hooked into Resident Evil Village until I got to the dollhouse and I wanted to quit the game like at that point because like I can't, I can't stand dolls dude and I had no idea that was even in the game I was like oh hey creepy house and then you see the doll and I'm like fuck dude and the whole thing was a dollhouse and then you gotta fight a killer doll and then the just thing in the basement and I'm just something tells me you don't like dolls I don't I hate dolls I I can't I've every kind of doll i don't like um and the third one would have to be assassin's creed valhalla because i'm a complete nerd for anything that's like viking slash norse mythology um so that instantly had me hooked um i actually have to head down to one of the tattoo shops um so i want to get my left arm done um and it's all going to be uh nordic themed tattoos Okay. Yeah. So are you big into like God of War? I just, because I never played that on PlayStation, it came out on PC and I'm laughing at the fact that all of the people said that game was never going to come to PC and here it is. Um, But yeah, I actually played that uh, a couple of weeks ago when it released Um, and fantastic game. Um, I love slamming ogres into the ground and just having the pillar fall on them. It's a very enjoyable game to just go strangle other all the otherworldly creatures. Um, and I like I do like God of War because again it starts venturing into a lot of that um, Nordic mythology. Um, it talks about like the world snake and um, Ragnarok happening and stuff like that. And then the new game is actually going to be them. Um, going more into detail about Ragnarok, which in Nordic mythology is the end of the world and things like that. So yeah, it's got me really excited. I like it. So you're interested. You're ready for that new one. Yeah, I'm still not intending on getting a next-gen console just to play that. I'll wait till it comes to PC, but I'm excited that, yeah, that it's like... (laughs) Coming, I was like, I'll still read up on all the like the story and stuff like that. I just can wait to play the game. All right, man. Well, do you happen to have? I mean, this is. I feel like this is an awkward question, just because Stadia, I don't feel like has like any studios of their own. They do, but they don't like. All they did was stop first-party development, which I guess in a lot of people's eyes are bad, and it does suck. I get that. I'm not like that kind of person who's not going to say that doesn't suck because it does. But little do people know that they are actually uh, they have a they have a studio that does um, VR. They have a VR studio right now, um, and they're also doing uh, hirings and stuff for a VR cloud-based games. Um, so they have that studio. They just don't have anything uh, 
first party related and i think the biggest reason for that is that if you think about it you could have a cloud native game but that's the only thing on the platform and then you really have nothing else at some point people are just going to get burnt out and then you just put all that money because first party is not cheap so you just put all of that money into one game but the platform has nothing else so i think even though that they did stop development of that now they're able to focus on actually building the platform itself all of the back-end technology that supports all of the gaming so on so forth um that is why i like stadia and even though it's slow i'm one of the few people that are more infrastructure over how much content someone can put out or how fast they can put it out because that doesn't mean to me that the content is even playable let alone any good because if it's constantly screwing up while i'm playing then i'm just going to get tired of the game and i'm not going to want to play anymore gotcha yeah. so. all right so then let me proceed with this question then um what would be your favorite studio and what's the best game that represents it uh from software and the best game that represented to me i want to say is dark souls 3 because that continue <laughs> that's the, from dark souls 3 is the only game that i sat there and had this weird determination to completely conquer the game like it didn't matter how many times i played through the game in the same routes the same content um, I always found myself like loving the game for whatever reason, even if the Souls games in general are just, and same thing with seafood, it's just learning the pattern of the attacks, you learn that and then you can basically like you're invincible at the game. Um, but I always found it, I found it enough to play through the game like five or six times. Um, and each time it was the same game, which is stronger bosses, and they just kick your ass the harder. Um, but yeah, that is basically my like best kind of answer, I guess, for that question. No, no, that that is the answer. Yeah, question, it's like so that works. from software, <laughs> from software, and Dark Souls three. If anyone were to ever ask you, though, like, hey, who, do you know who they are? Yeah, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Demon Souls, all of the from software games, um, Sekiro, Elden Ring, everything is all from that same studio. So, really recognizable. At least, and you me. cannot wait for Elden Ring. No, I don't care if my PC ends up not being able to run it. I'll still mess around with stuff so it runs fine enough. And then I'll still play through the game because I love all of, like, their games. Like I said, it just gives me this odd sense of accomplishment whenever I beat an area. Even if I die 20 different times in what's supposed to be the tutorial area, I'm still going to keep playing. Yeah, I think it was the the most anticipated game for two years in a row at the Game Awards. Oh yeah, there was like, where's Elden Ring? Where's Elden Ring? And it would never show up. And then it finally cropped up. People were like, oh holy shit, it exists. It's real. Yep, it was a big deal. I remember that. Um, I'm excited to play some co-op 
in that game, but Souls games, uh, like I haven't found one yet that like pulled me into the point where I just like had to beat it, like you're saying. Yeah, there's there. I thought I was that way with Halo Infinity, um, and then I just don't play anymore. I guess. Um, yeah, it's been very hard to find a game like that that just pulls me in and keeps me there. And Elden Ring says it's that, but I think like a lot of other people who play games and are gamers and stuff, I have that very critical mindset regardless. And I'm waiting for something to blow me away. I'm hoping it's that, but if not, then I guess I just have to keep on waiting. Gotcha. Um, so I'm kind of curious if you're going to go with Souls games on this one, but I'm curious as well as to what two games you'd bring back from the past, if you could, and have them AAA redone, super duper pretty, top of the line, you know, can't wait for this game kind of thing. I can think of one immediately off the top of my head and nobody seems to agree with me. Um, but I want Turok to Ooh, be yes. Yeah. I like that. Like a 100% like full on remaster. Did you ever play Rage Wars? Yeah. A long That was time ago. my favorite Turok was that game just because I, I know they made newer ones and stuff like that afterwards um, that were like more polished and looked better, but just that, I don't know. It had this weird, like when you play multiplayer on it, it had this, what is it? Like unreal tournament feeling. Yeah. And it was just very like odd to play, but it was cool. Don't get me wrong. It was just like, at the time it was a really like, weird thing to understand i just knew that somehow it worked i guess but i i don't know if you remember in turok there was this one scene where like you were floating down in a river like on a wooden raft and there was like dinosaurs or whatever like on either side and you had to shoot them while you were floating down the river is that That's an like, evolution i think so i it's a one of the turok games and i it's one it's one of the older ones and like i don't know why that's like the one specific thing i remember about turok is because i used to suck at that level all the time so yeah but if they can make turok that's definitely one <sighs> the other one is like really really hard to choose um I, I don't know what it is about Conquer either or why it's stuck in my head, but like a modern like remake of that game, I think would go over really well because Conquer is like a very psychotic game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like if you were to remake that game, um, it still has a very loyal fan base, um, surprisingly. Um, so I would like to see that as like that's a really good pick. I love that. I, I, I like both of those picks. Yeah. Um, Conquer would be fantastic. I mean, think about what they do with Ratchet and Clank, and now think of an asshole like Conquer. 
like being redone, looking super good and everything. That would be amazing, actually. Dude, I would love, what if you had like an open world conquer where like you could just go <laughs> in and just like a one man army, just like taking over and then conquer could go into the clubs if you wanted. Like GTA, but like conquer style. And then you could just go do whatever. Yeah, that'd be pretty fire. That'd yeah. be pretty fire. Um, what was it? Yeah, just I think some of these older like cartoon games totally need to make a comeback. Um, Conquer would be a really good one. Banjo would be good. Another good one. Maybe Gex would be interesting. Gex would be interesting, but I'd rather have Banjo. Banjo would be cool. Yeah, I mean, I if we're gonna like pick, if we're just gonna pick like one or two, then yeah, Banjo conquer would be really cool i'd like to see uh nintendo get back into donkey kong i would love for them to get back into donkey kong because it seems like they put that on the shelf for the longest time now like when's the last time they made a donkey kong game the last one that i can think about is the one on 64 where you needed the expansion drive for yeah i don't i don't think they've made any other game like that or since then like you're right donkey kong kind of just like was like a time of fame and then they're just like screw it it's just gonna get shelled for whenever we feel like it again i guess i mean point. maybe they're scared to bring it to the switch because they'll have to expansion pack that thing too <laughs> that's that yeah but they're also what they're doing with like nintendo online and stuff i feel like it would just be like kind of like another whatever thing to switch fans at this point because they already need like nintendo online and the eShop and all this other stuff so like what's one more thing to them especially if a lot of gamers are attracted to nostalgia and they see donkey kong and they're like okay fuck it i'm just gonna get it anyway because it's donkey kong yeah because those are the like those seriously those are like the best introduction to games and as we were talking about earlier um um like being able to introduce somebody to a game a console a play uh playstation a pc an xbox or whatever like showcasing is one of the most fun things about being a gamer especially when you get to showcase what you like to somebody else i mean showcasing in general is what people like to do especially you know come check out my car or like you know meet me at the bar like showcase myself on the dance floor like people like to show themselves off so showing off games is definitely a fun thing to do and yeah man um being able to do that with uh with a new game like donkey kong would be really cool to do nowadays um because i mean i mean you look at what you know you go to showcase something on playstation people are talking about last of us you go to right. showcase something on on um on xbox it's halo or gears or something like that nintendo right now it's i mean it feels like they took dk away to put more light on mario and it's like well, Mario has plenty of light already. And then they got <laughs> and then they got Pokemon, which don't get and me Pokemon. wrong. Like, That's right. Pokemon's do big. not get please don't get me wrong. Like 
I know our case is pretty good and I've been waiting for like an open world style like Pokemon game for like forever and I've heard like nothing but good things about that game. Right. But yes, Nintendo like relies on the same like heavy hitters all the time and like at some point that has to just not like matter I guess because it's just the same again it's the same like brand over and over and over again they could shove out yeah they could shove out as many of those games as they want and people don't care they're still gonna buy it anyway just like all of the Halo games all of the Gran Turismo games all of the Forza games people all of the fucking Battlefield games everybody buys it because they recognize that game and they follow the same formula over and over again and that's how you make a good game but now there's like nothing different yeah i mean at some point you're right like but the thing is is with nintendo and mario and everything is they've they, they have done a good job with putting mario in different situations like um like track and field and different sports things and you know kart racing and i mean they 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 hang on to those you know big names yes but they implement them in different ways which is fun which makes it different if you're comparing it to like a madden or something like that that's literally the exact same game as the last one that's true as i know like even with the new mario kart or whatever they're like bringing back like I think what was seen as like really classic maps or something like that like they were um yeah they got a bunch of new ones like everybody was looking out expecting a new mario kart completely and they ended up being told that update coming <laughs> you're yeah gonna get, you're gonna get an update instead no new game right now like nope no new games they're all like it's okay guys nothing new just new update but people are going to buy it anyway because it's mario kart they don't care especially if you tie in nostalgia anytime you tie in nostalgia people are going to come running whether it's a short fad or not like you say nostalgia someone's gonna get excited they're they're still gonna get they're yeah they're gonna get excited regardless because they just are part of that fandom i guess and like oh holy shit it's mario kart cool and because it's Mario Kart, yes, they're going to go buy it. All right, man. Well, let's go on ahead to the next question, which is kind of a uh, little less sunshine on this question, I guess, is the best way I can put it at the moment, right off the top of my head. What kind of frustrates you within the gaming um, space? Like, it doesn't have to be, like, community per se it can be anything gaming wise like what frustrates you that's an easy one to answer because a lot of shit frustrates me um the biggest thing is how you got really dim all of a sudden just to let you know did i sorry your mic um, is that better yeah that's way better good yeah my mic is like really weird um so yeah it's the thing that frustrates me the most is how people treat developers of games, I guess. Like, 
not to defend any of the behavior that a lot of these companies do like with ubisoft and fucking ubisoft courts and nfts and shit i'm not excusing that but the way people treat and attack all of the developers and stuff because they don't like it or mob mentality or something like that is what pisses me off the most because it's egregious it is it's 100 egregious like you don't death threat and, and threaten to dox people yeah you you don't do that video game like it yeah so that's that's the biggest like thing that really frustrates me about the gaming community is i guess it's just how people act because i'm waiting for the day when even if it seems unlikely it's when the devs are just like okay no more games because of just all the crap that they're getting it's just like okay we're just not gonna bother anymore and then now people have nothing and then that's when the phrase you really can't have anything nice in life because people ruin everything and that would suck if devs just collectively said we're done doing all of that then now nobody has anything well so. you, do you i'm not sure if you've seen it or not but like when they were talking about the game abandoned uh, did I've you happen to see that yeah they they like got torn into really really bad um and i've seen people like try to dig into like all of the history and stuff but that still doesn't i get it but i don't because people still don't work there or know personally what's going on it's just all assumptions but then you start getting people who turn that into fact and then it just kind of spirals out of control now they're getting death threats and stuff like that because people aren't getting what they want i guess all right i got kind of a while we're kind of in the negativity sphere right now I feel like I might as well kind of ask you this question, especially since you don't really have any tie or you probably don't even really have any care in it at all either. But recently there was like a lot of arguing between this person by the name of act man and a lot of like guys within like PlayStation and some even, within other communities of gaming that were really mad about some of the language that he used back in the past, which is pretty explicit, like, you know, like sexist stuff and, and racial words, but he has since came out a long time ago and denounced what he said, but all of a sudden, since that dude decided to attack or not attack, but like verbally destroy some of the people that are on the PlayStation side and decide to fanboy against like Halo games and just Xbox in general, they all of a sudden got offended and decided to post all of his old tweets that he already apologized for in the past. Who do you feel is like in a better or who do you feel is more appropriate in this sense? The people that came after 
the Axe Man, or do you think the Axe Man still has to kind of redeem himself from, you know, his past statements? I mean, like, like I said, I know you probably don't have any hand in it, and you don't really know a whole lot about it, maybe. Maybe you do. But, um, but I'm just kind of curious from another, you know, brother of color. I'm just kind of curious, like, how do you feel when you hear something about that? Because... Growing up in gaming, you hear racist stuff all the freaking time. Oh, all the time, dude. All the time. And, like, you really have to pick and choose what actually irritates you and what actually, like, bothers you because it's nonstop. Like, if you choose to just be mad about it, you're going to be mad all the time. Yeah, you're going to hear it 24-7, so it doesn't really... Fuck. Okay, so you're right. I don't really know much about what went on with him or, like, care all that much about it purely because I don't know much about it. But based off what you told me, the as scummy as a dude this guy is, a lot of this shit already happened. Um, and you can't fix that. So all of these people that are digging up older tweets, trying to say he said this, he said that, but he already apologized for it. He may be sincere. He may not be. But the fact is, is it already happened? And you going through his history and stuff isn't going to change the fact that it's done. Yeah, it almost makes you already. wonder... Why are you going through his history? Like, yeah, I was like, there's no reason to if it's already gone. Like, if you were like in the process of like currently trying to convict him of something, then I guess, yeah, because history is the only way to find that out. But like, when something's all said and done already and people are still trying to go back through and dig dirt up, is when it starts getting really ridiculous. So, yeah, it doesn't me, add up. Still in like a better position, I guess. Because he, as far as I know, he hasn't stepped on anyone's toes. Yeah, kind of like, what have you done for me lately? You haven't done anything bad to me lately, so whatever. Right. So, yeah, it's kind of just like, okay, it's like, just don't fuck up again kind of thing, I guess. That, that That's uh, that, that's true. I, I kind of look at it like, if you knew he was like that in the past, why'd you wait till he offended you to bring it up? Because then they want to just be part of that crowd that's going to automatically, like, welcome them in purely because it's related to whatever people are mad about that he said at the time. And if one person's offended by something, you're going to start having all of the other people that crop up and say, oh, they're offended too because it's easier to get in with that wave and then have other people back you up no matter what just because the same thing happened to them I okay guess. last thing i'm gonna say real quick is i have a massive issue when people throw around the word racist and stuff like that because i feel like it's lazy nowadays to say something like that because yeah you 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 might even be right when you call somebody racist you might be completely right but I tell you what, there are things that you can dig and find about a person to kind of figure out why they are the way they are that is maybe a little bit easier to label than just saying, here's your racist stamp. You're this. 
forever because people do change like that person said he changed we don't really know if he did we don't know we have no idea i personally don't really care i was just intrigued by the by the argument that happened because i'm just sitting back eating my popcorn just like like this shit's wild (laughs) like whatever um but um (laughs) but uh but at the same time i'm just kind of thinking like it's really easy to say i mean in this society right now it's really easy to throw a label on it and call it a day but nobody wants to ever figure out why this person is the way that they are and and that's just my little therapeutic thought i don't even know why i brought it up but i just was kind of curious what your thoughts well, on uh, on what on it was because you're another person of color and it's, i just so happen to think about it <laughs> people i mean that's to me is something i think about too it's definitions of words a lot i guess are being made up or people are basically describing a word how they want until it makes sense to them just like you said when someone calls someone a racist i was like yeah you're you can be completely right and they might be but you can't say that just because of a statement they made or something like that and automatically assume they're a racist because at that point you're no better than whatever they might call you without them actually knowing who you are or what you've done or anything like that. You're kind of just stamping each other at that right. point. And, and, and getting nowhere. Yeah. And getting and, and, and that's my biggest pet peeve is just like the only reason you're slapping that on them is just so you can move on. Yeah. And like I don't feel like that's fair for everybody else that might be like looking or interested or you know you don't know if that person has you know like a family member that happens to be black and you know they you know were okay with them saying all types of crazy stuff in front of them and they just so happened to say stuff on the internet and it got out like 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 i feel like that's really sensitive um to go out or, or not really sensitive but it's really rough to actually go to the period at the end of the sentence and say you are that that is it and that's the end of the conversation um i feel like if you have the if, if, if you have the audacity to scream at somebody then you have the time to talk to them no 100 yeah if you have time to interact with them at all then you should at least talk to them before assuming anything right and then you can actually have some have some substance to go with your thought instead of just a a thought right but anyways let's go back to a little bit of positivity because that was hella negative (laughs) (laughs) but anyways it's all good yeah bro Uh, i appreciate you going outside of the box and answering that question i know that was not on the list of questions but like i said i was just curious appreciate it um good what would be like a dream come true within the gaming sphere now this is like turned the opposite direction completely now that whatever the hell platform wars and content wars and all this garbage is if it didn't exist and people just played games you meet someone you play on xbox they play in playstation oh cool you play this game okay i played it too 
talk about games. I play on Stadia, someone plays on GeForce. Oh, cool, you play these games? You should play this game. Okay, cool. That's what I want instead of people arguing over what's better. You don't want somebody to tell you that their like PC is better than yours? I, I don't give a damn if their PC is better than <laughs> mine. I, I Because I know what my PC can do. So it's like, I, I was like, I, I don't care. It still does what I want it to. Yeah, so work like, with what you got. Yeah, I was like, so why would I care? I was like, I'd only be pissed off if I make fun of my friend because his PC died again for like the second time in like three months. And he doesn't know why. So, and I'll make fun of him because like he just doesn't have a PC now. And all he does is sits there and codes literally all day long as long as he's up. So like he doesn't have a PC now, so I'll make fun of him for that. But if someone tries to tell me that their PC is better, I was like, okay. I was like, you're just doing what I do already. Just a little bit better. I was like, but it's not like I can't do it at all. Right. So like I... So your dream fun. is just for gamers just to game. Just and, to just game. Be dude, a little please. bit quieter. Yeah, just <laughs> game. Just shut up and game. That's like all I want. I was like, it shouldn't be that hard, but it's like everybody has to get their two cents in and everybody has to act like they're trying to like get somewhere. And I'm just like, what's wrong with y'all? It's like just play your damn games, please facts gotcha all right so we're down to our last few questions um the next one i'm gonna ask you is what you enjoy doing when you're not playing video games when you're out and about if i'm out and about i'm usually working to be honest um but other than that if i'm not playing games for whatever reason um occasionally i do like getting into writing um Sometimes I'll just put no, just writing random. Oh, writing. Yeah. I thought you said writing. No. (laughs) No, just like writing. What the hell are you writing? Writing. No, just um writing random, like just whatever happens like come into my mind. Like sometimes I'll be at work and I'll like start thinking of like no shit brainstorming a plot in my head and then like a lot of it will start making sense to me and I'm like oh I should go write this down and I'll come up with like a short story to like just to, like I guess get out of my head and just put it down type it in and be like okay it's there um so that's basically what I'll do I'll put on some music chill go smoke a joint if I want um kind of just relax at that point yeah you just, just kind of get out whatever is on my mind yeah i feel you all right and then what's something that's kind of fun that nobody really knows about mr cottontail <sighs> uh, that i'm an incredibly big nerd um i just don't seem like one at first because i'm generally really quiet until you start getting to talk to me and if it's like anything nerdy i immediately latch on um and i wouldn't shut up for hours as long as you keep mentioning like what i like and i like a lot 
a nerdy thing so it there's a very low chance that i'm like not gonna know what you're talking about unless it's like some really obscure corner of like that world that i don't know so. cool all right and then one of the last ones is gonna be do you happen to have any questions for me at all what i do you want to know because i wanted to get into it myself um and i do several others is what got you into making like your shows and your podcasts and all of that like why did you start wanting to do it because i've wanted to get into it and i've never really done it very much until like now that i'm like going on and talking and stuff like that i found out i really kind of actually enjoy it so what got you started or why did you want to do it you know man i'm just like i'm like when i'm not on the mic or anything like that and i'm just about my normal day i'm pretty quiet um but i have a lot of things to express but not many to express it too um and once i started kind of moving around like to different states like I went from Lincoln, Nebraska to Colorado, lived there for a while. I was still big into gaming, but like I had other life things figuring out. Like the like I ended up having a daughter, got a lady, got got a wife and whatnot. And you know, life happened. But one thing that's never changed is like the actual love that I had for gaming. And I never really had anybody to express that with my lady actually enjoys gaming so it was cool expressing it with her but it didn't feel like enough because she's not into all the games i'm into she's into pick them up and then put them down kind of games like not really like beat a game like in a week <laughs> like, like, like i like to play or, it right or like yeah yeah just like grind it out and you know after playing all these different games and then you know I got a Twitter account to find a PS5 and an Xbox and try to eventually build a computer. And I had no, you know, I had no idea I was going to try to do any kind of content creating. I just got these consoles and whatnot. And then once I got my PS5 and my Xbox, I was like, man, I got both of like, like the best systems out right now when it comes to like hardware. Um, other than a PC, um, I have so much to play, but I don't really know anybody on the PlayStation side. I have a bunch of friends on Xbox. Um, that's cool and whatnot. But now that I have both top of the line systems, it's kind of cool. And I got into Twitter before that. Like I said, I was got I got into that to find the consoles. But once I found the consoles, it was kind of cool that I seen this community that right. was really big into gaming. And I never seen that because I was just your your average Facebook guy. Like I just had a Facebook account. I talked to friends and family. That's about it. I had an Instagram account. Talked to friends and family, but a little bit more extreme. Um, and that that was that was it. But once I got into Twitter, I was like, holy crap! Like I've always seen gaming on Facebook and and Instagram and stuff like that. But when I got to Twitter, it was like like a real space to chat about gaming, like a whole section of just honest and, and I, and I can actually, you know, get into it and talk to people. It didn't feel so distant like it did on Facebook or it did on Instagram. Like it felt really hard 
to talk to the person that created the post on those platforms. So when I was able to go onto Twitter and like, I'm actually talking to like, like people like Colt Eastwood. I'm actually talking to like Randall Thor, Fonzarelli. And like, I'm interacting with, uh, with, um, Optimus code and, and spaces and stuff like that. And like, these are people with their own personality, but they have thousands of followers. And it was just like cool for me to actually be able to talk to those people. So once I talked to them and I was like, man, I got the same consoles that they got. I enjoy talking about gaming like they do. Like, and I'm thinking about getting a PC and I have enough money saved up to go on ahead and try to build one for myself. I was like, hell, I might as well try to start doing something. I ended up meeting my buddy on Twitter that lives in Africa. His name is Loke7. He's a really cool guy. He hates Stadia, though, so don't talk to him about that. Wow. He hates it because, he, because like I said, he lives in Africa, and, like, streaming is just, like, not a thing that's easy to do there. You know what I mean? So, like, that's a console that just isn't for him at all because he doesn't... They don't have the consistent internet anywhere. See, that's, that's another thing that irritates me is there's a lot of the hate for it but it's by people that generally just can't stream well anymore. So they're more mad at Stadia for not. No, I don't. But at the same time, I still can't understand why they're mad about something that's not under Stadia's control. It's there. It's a shitty situation. Yes. And I'm sorry. Yes. But nobody can do anything about that. But them. you're just in a bad area. And streaming's not for you, but you can't say that the platform is bad for that when the people that are able to handle it can handle it. It's just like people not getting upset because they have a PS4, but you have a PS5, but the PS5 just does everything better because it's a next-gen console. Okay, but they're like the PS4 people aren't getting upset. I don't see them getting upset because their PS4 can only do... 1080 60 or whatever it can't do half the crap the ps4 or ps5 can um it's like i said it's just not a reason to hate the platform because you basically can't experience it that's what is really stupid to me i still got offended boys dude i yeah like i (laughs) dude i don't know i just like i don't get that and they're like you only play stadia i was like that's wrong i was like okay i was like you can keep thinking that i was like i played games on my pc too i played everything i had a ps4 up until recently when i built my pc i was like i don't just play stadia i was like i have game pass on my pc i've tried luna i play whatever i feel like playing i just like happen to like stadia but like i like like i I said he just can't he just can't i he feels like he can't like it because He's just, he is literally, like, like he feels like it was made for people not like him. And it sucks. And, 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 and I get that. And I, and I, 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 get I totally that. get that. And, and, and I understand where you're coming from. But he's mad at just the decision of you need this, but we don't have that as a country. And you knew that. 
but so you dude, purposely I, made something that I cannot take advantage. No, of. because that's not even. <laughs> no, because there I. I need your friend to understand that countries have processes for getting the shit set up in the first place. And if Africa can't do it, then Africa just can't. I that's that's just like getting pissed off that there's only shit in Africa that I can get and it's nowhere else in the world, but I can't find it anywhere in the US because it exists only in Africa and that's the only place you're going to get at but you don't see me getting pissed off because he might have something that's only in Africa and I can't find it anywhere else in the world and there's a lot of places for me to go oh man so, I need to set up I need to set up something where you guys can console each other yeah I just like I, I get where he's coming from dude but like I I can't at the same time because you're hating on something that you can't really experience and that's why you're hating it but that doesn't make any sense because that's out of their control because the only thing you do need is stable enough internet to be able to play and he just happens to be one of the people that doesn't have it but hates it because it's something that he's not in control of and neither are they so i don't understand what you can actually be pissed off about because <laughs> you're on you can't a roll magically... right now bro Dude, you're on a you roll can't, you can't magically make them fix it and be like okay now i can play because that's just not how it works oh man the the last half of this show has been pretty <sighs> lit bro it's been pretty lit all right <laughs> but yeah that's why i got into gaming <laughs> just to put a period to the end of that sentence yeah like i said i i met loke he's a really cool guy hate stadia oh, get over it <laughs> um he um but yeah he lives out out there and i met him through twitter really really fun and i actually talked to him about getting into to doing this content creation stuff and he kind of just went with it and when he went with it it kind of just plummeted me forward to actually give a damn and try and and put stuff together and I'm still really, really at the bottom trying to figure stuff out. But hopefully, you know, maybe one day, you know, I'll have things a lot more tighter, a lot more figured out. I'll have a lot more people coming out to watch. Um, but that's all in due time. And I understand that. So I'm just grinding, doing what I can, trying to be as consistent as I can. And I think that would be the most, that's probably the hardest thing about all of this stuff is consistency um whether it's once every two weeks or twice a week or three times a month like you want to hit like the same time periods and let everybody know where you're going to be at and where they can find you consistently um i'm still trying to figure out that whole you know dimension of things but I'm I'm liking the ride and it's uh it, it's really cool. It's pretty bumpy, but uh it, it it's a blast and I'm meeting so many different people including people like yourself. So uh, I'm going to keep going. I like that answer. I'm going to keep going at it. 
I highly recommend if you enjoy gaming, you might as well share your passion with everybody else. Just get it out there. It's going to suck at first. Um, if you go back and look at my videos, I'm not saying that I'm doing great now or by any means or anything, but if you go back and look at my first videos, they don't look anything like the stream that's on right now. They look, it's really bare. There's like nothing there. It's just me, my buddy, and the name of the show, pretty much, and his name. So, I mean, and it was recorded. It wasn't streamed. That's how I used to do all of my shows is all recorded. But now, just like a couple weeks ago, I changed everything to just being streaming. It's a lot more stressful. But, bro, I mean, you got to, I mean, it's just like a, it's just like a From Software game, right? Yeah. <laughs> Got to yeah, figure out you got got to figure out them parries and where to dodge and then once I get it all figured out I can just then you're, do the same then thing you're good. and beat the game. Right. <laughs> same thing with streaming, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But uh last the very last thing I'm going to do before we get out of here is I'm going to ask you to describe gaming in just three words for me, just three. Passionate stressful and entertaining all right passionate stressful and entertaining yes because <laughs> gaming gaming is a passion to a lot of people stressful when you encounter those games that either make you break your tv your monitor or just break your controller because you decided to get whole strength and snap it in half <laughs> um, whole strength <laughs> and just entertainment whenever you want something to do and the first thing that pops in your head is i'm gonna sit down and play a video game and relax so yeah yeah it's like a bad woman for you sometime or a bad guy for you sometimes like sometimes you just you just want to you just get so angry but you come back you come back and you keep doing you keep plugging away until you got it figured out and then you don't get so angry you might get irritated at some moments but you'll be like oh i've been through this before oh yeah <laughs> all right sweet well i'd like to thank you um Mr. Horizon Cottontail, foremost, whatever you want to be called. I got you, though, man. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for coming on, being part of the saga of Behind Them Sticks. I'd like to think of this as my first season of the show. Um, but yeah, man, thanks for bringing your knowledge, your love and passion for gaming all that stadia news that i had no idea about oh dude i could go on for hours about oh, that sure like there's so much i could tell you about there there's a community there people just you have to look when you find it there's so much information out there and it's got me very excited for what's coming out 2022 is going to be a good year for like everything coming out so like mm. i'm super excited that's pretty cool to hear that um stadia fans are really excited for this year i know xbox or fans are really excited for oh, yeah. the latter end of the year and playstation fans are excited like now because <laughs> they got because they got horizon coming out um so it's it, it's it's gonna be a lit year for everybody it really um just depends on if you got the money to spend it because it's there yeah if you have the money then there's 
all new doors of like, holy shit, there's so much to do now. Oh, yeah, and all types of genres. Thank you, Asterisk Gaming, for uh, being in the chat, hollering at us throughout the time. Uh, appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you for throwing out a great show for today. But, um, but yeah, um, anybody that happens to be watching this now or in the near future, please make sure you hit that like button. Also, hit the subscribe button if you want to see more content um, interesting or something like this or whatnot. Uh, but we're going to be coming out with more stuff. Um, as I said, this is, and you can see it in the top left corner of your screen. We're here every Tuesdays and Thursdays. This coming up Thursday was supposed to be gas from Game On Daily, but he will not make it due to work. So we are actually going to be having um, Cozy Beluga on. She is a really awesome gamer that you're going to be able to learn. I don't want to spoil the episode too much, but she's a really cool gamer girl. But we'll see you all back here soon on thursday for behind them sticks it's going to be an earlier episode showing at i believe 7 p.m but make sure you just hit that bell icon just to be notified just in case any time changes and also make sure to follow me on twitter at ham solo gaming thank you for your time and thank you again foremost mr cottontail